This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And Father, you are back from retreat. Those of you who listened last week, we had some guest co-hosts because Father Dickinson was on retreat. How was retreat, Father? Heavenly. Heavenly. Amen, brother. Were you in state or out of state, out of curiosity? I was at wonderful Broomtree Retreat Center. There we go. In state. No finer place to go on retreat. There we go. I opine. About uh, an hour south, southwest of Sioux Falls for um, for you listeners who have not had the pleasure of being to going to Broomtree Retreat Center. Um, and if yet. you haven't been there, shame on you. I'm not into Catholic guilt, Father. <laughs> I have enough of it myself. I don't need to give it. Anyway. Um so, Father, we are, uh, well, I, I think we'll probably, we're, we've talked, you and I talked a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago about Church Triumphant. Um, we talked about the church suffering a couple weeks ago. Um, November, again, that was fitted with the month of of, of uh, remembering the, the, those who have died and gone before us. And, and we might come back to that theme again, but you and I had talked about some, some options for today and, and uh, settled upon something. I really liked how you proposed that we get into it. Um, what we're going to talk, well, Father, why do we do the same thing every single time we go to Mass? no imagination. No imagination. Priests are, people, folks, listeners, the Catholic Church has no imagination. That's what it comes down to. The reason that we do the same thing week in, week out, day in, day Father says Mass, I don't know if you know this, but Father Dickinson and every other priest in the world actually says Mass the same way every single day. There's some small changes. Well, some minor changes, but by and large, it's just pretty much the same thing. Yep. Day in, day out. Meetings, prayers of the Mass, Holy Communion, blessing, dismissal. Boring. (laughs) Holy Communion, blessing, dismissal. Meetings, prayers of the Mass. Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep there for a moment. Welcome to Ignition, (laughs) a podcast for insomniacs. We're going to talk about... (laughs) No, so Father, you know, people, Catholics, uh, certainly uh, Christians who aren't Catholic, well, people who aren't Catholic at all, but even many Catholics, this is um, the whole question, particularly about at Mass, why do we do what we do? Is uh, I think it's one of the ones that has perennial interest. Why do we do what we do? Um, and oftentimes, this particular question, oftentimes that particular question comes up, why is the Mass the same? Doesn't familiarity breed contempt? And because it is the same, it puts you to sleep, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Certainly, those are all possibilities, I guess, dangers, perhaps temptations, maybe. Uh, but there are, in fact, um, good reasons for why we do what we do, and particularly why we do it the same way. And, and this really addresses what we're talking about here, not just Mass, but but all the sacraments, the sacramental life of the Church. The, 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 all the sacraments have the same... Um, it, if you've been to what baptism, you've been to, I mean, they're done the same way, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I just, I, I think we could get into that, but but maybe just starting that way. Why do we do it the same way? Uh, because uh, we, we believe that's the way Jesus wants us to do it, and uh, we also believe that uh, there, there's real power in doing it in in the way that we do it. 
Okay. So uh, when we think about that, uh, in saying words like that, what we mean as Catholics is that um, there is real... uh, there's a real weightiness, there's a real uh, impact to the Mass. It's not just a gathering of us doing whatever we want to do okay. uh, type of thing, like, hey, let's worship this way, but next week let's worship that way, and the week after that we're going to worship in a completely different way altogether. Okay. And we don't do this just because that's the way it's always been done, either. We don't do it that way. What do you mean by that? Well, um, so we, we don't pray the Mass simply just because of the weight of tradition for tradition's sake. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yep. yep. So, you know, in this family, we've always buttered our toast, and you're going to butter your toast because you're, you're, you're a Bergwald, and that's what you're going to do. Is that a sore spot for you, Father, buttering your toast? No. Oh, I like butter. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, but... Uh, uh, yeah, so, so, so that's, that's not what we're doing. And I think that's a good point, too, because I think a lot of, especially, you know, when changes to the Mass are made, whether it's the new translation that, that uh, was implemented almost two years ago, whether it was the changes in the Mass uh, and other sacraments after Vatican II, there can be, I think there can be some confusion at that point. Um, but this is the way we've always done it. Well, first of all, not really. I mean, certainly there's been, there are, the, the basic form and structure is, has always been there from the very beginning, but but some of the accidents, the incidentals, so to speak, the, um, some of the, the forms uh, have changed over time. But but again, as you're saying, make this point, it, it's, it's, we don't do it that way simply because we do it that way. Right, right. We do it for specific uh, real reasons. We believe that, because uh, uh, well, what are you coming together to do on Sunday? We're, you know, we're trying to honor the Lord, to pay back to God what we owe to Him, right? Absolutely, to worship Him. Right, which is the demand of justice. Yep. yep. God has given us everything, so we have to make some return to Him. And that's why religion is is actually considered a virtue, and it falls in the family um, of the the cardinal virtue of justice for exactly that reason. Very much, and that's also why you find uh, religion as being a uh, aspect of uh, typically all societies, all cultures that have ever naturally come up. Explain that more. Elaborate on that more. Well, uh, that you really don't find atheistic cultures. Right. Um, right. Now, of course, we've had the phenomenon in the 20th century of atheistic cultures, such as atheistic uh, uh, socialism in various places, uh, Russia, Eastern Europe, Cuba, China, uh, and others. But uh, typically, natural cultures which come up on their own are uh, uh, usually have some aspect of religion. Right. Now, it might be... Uh, the one true God, it might be some other uh, God, but almost all cultures have religion. Right. So, so this recognition that we, in some way, for lack of a better word right now, owe the deity something for of ours. Okay? Right. Okay? And so, uh, uh, so that's what we're coming to do on Sunday, is to pay that return to God. Now, one of the things we encounter, we know, is that we can't make that return all on our own. Right? And then we know that from sin, that our own efforts are, are polluted, are, are not what they could be or should be. And the great gift that we have as Christians is we believe that Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, made the perfect act of worship and gave us a perfect act of worship and the perfect act of repayment to God through his uh, act of uh, suffering, death, and resurrection. Okay. 
And so then uh, he has given us a way to take part in that, and that's the life of the sacraments. Uh, uh, not just the Mass, but all the sacraments are a way for us to take part in Jesus' one great offering to the Father. Okay. So that's why we do it every Sunday. So, okay, but why, but why is it the same every Sunday? I mean, we couldn't we um, join ourselves to Jesus' offering to the Father in different way from Sunday to Sunday? Why does that have to be the same way from Sunday to Sunday? Well, you, you can join yourself to the offering of Jesus in, in different uh, and less perfect ways, but Jesus himself, the night before he died, gave us the perfect way to join ourselves to him, which is uh, what we sometimes refer to as the Last Supper, and which was lived out on as what we call the Mass. Right. So, it, and that goes back to the point you made initially. Um, the form was given to a, we didn't create the form of the Mass. It was given to the Mass itself, including its its basic structure, was, was given to us by Jesus, and and that's why we do it the way we do, out of obedience to Him. Then, right? Is that what you're saying? No, very much so. That's why I. Uh, Although I have the authority to say the Mass as a Catholic priest, I do not have the authority to turn the Mass into uh, something that uses Frito-Lays and Pepsi, because I really like Frito-Lays, and let's say Dr. Pepper, because they're both from Texas then. Uh, Frito-Lay and Dr. Pepper, you know, I can't just use uh, Fritos and Dr. Pepper, because that's what I like. No, I have to use unleavened bread and simple grape wine. And that extends even not just to, you know, sort of the, well, yeah, well, of course that makes sense. I mean, they're talking about communion, but I mean, surely there must be some leeway. Well, not really much at all, is there, Father? I mean, when it comes to even, you know, the the, the prayers and uh, that are set, you, 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 there are some options, but the, the options are given and you have to use uh, only what's provided as options. In other cases, there are no options. You have to say what's said and you do not have the liberty to add or subtract to the prayers of the Mass, Right. That's correct. I don't. Now, there are like some spots like the homily, uh, some spots where there is a little looseness in that way, or um, sadly the books will sometimes put up phrases like these or similar words. Right. Uh, but most of what I say at the Mass is given to me by the Church. Exactly. And again, and not because the Church made it and the Church uh, doesn't want Father messing with it, but because the Church received it from her her Lord, Jesus, uh, as we were saying earlier. And that the Church also received from our Lord authority to decide how it should be done. Exactly. Again, take it, so there's that, that fundamental structure uh, that we have, liturgy of the Word, liturgy of the Eucharist, but but beyond that, there there's some latitude for the Church to determine, but but when, beyond what the Church has determined, then Father has, and no other priest has any, any authority to make any changes to that. Correct, correct. And now you say, uh, uh, you, you use the phrase, Dr. Bergwald, uh, it's not that the Church doesn't trust Father Andrew. Well, in a certain sense, uh, uh, you know, the Church is, is aware that sometimes priests do stupid things. No, oh, say it ain't so. Yes, it's true. Okay. Because uh, you're human. Exactly. Okay. Uh, as uh, one priest I know would say, I believe in you, but I also believe in original sin. Amen. Um, so yeah, so so that's why going back to the idea of why we do the same thing every Sunday because we want to get back to uh, what Jesus has given us, and Jesus gave authority to His Church to decide how we should remember Him and take part in Him in that way. And I think somebody could say, well, why did Jesus do it that way? And, and, and I think there's a, a few ways that we could answer that. One is, well, first well, of all, I'd say talk to Jesus. Well, <laughs> asking, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but 
That's but, kind of presumptuous. Jesus, why'd you do it this way? Yeah, but wait, there is an answer to the question, though. There is, there is. Uh, or more than one, the frankly. The answer would just be take it from him on faith, with a right. pure faith. Right, Leave yep. it Because he said it, not because it seems reasonable. Right. But I guess what I'm getting at is it's the two things. First of all, the, the Jewish precedent. I mean, yes. God is God, not just the Son, but God, Father, Son, and Spirit from from the very beginning, giving the, the, the Israelites um, a form of worship, as we read in the Old Testament. We see the same things, rituals uh, that follow a certain prescribed order. Um, and, and that carries over Jesus being a Jewish man and God uh, employs the same thing in the new covenant that he did in the old. But in addition to that, just at the very, you know, the mundane level, Father, doing, and this is this is one of the things that I usually focus on. What I love about the fact that the, that the prayers of the mass are pretty much consistent, even within, even where there, there are there um, th- those option places where there are options. Now there's not that many options, and usually we we know them um, within a few years at most of being Catholic. What I love about them is it really allows. I think both of us, that is the, the, the priest and, and the people, but certainly I speak for myself as, as, as a part of the congregation, it allows me to enter really into the prayer of the mass more effectively because I, I, I'm able to, I, I know what you're going to say next. Uh, and so I, I, it's not, you know, it's not a matter of me as it is during the readings and the homily there, it's more of a learning, you know, I, I have to listen to you to, to and, and, and internalize it, so to speak. If only you did. If I, <laughs> well, I, I, I should maybe, but yeah. anyway, <laughs> but, but with the prayer, the, the, the parts of the mass that are, that are more prayers and so to speak, or in a proper sense, um, I'm able, because I know what they're going to be, I can enter into the, so the Eucharistic prayer in particular, you know, I can enter into the Eucharistic prayer more effectively because I know what you're going to say. I don't need to listen, um, understand and internalize and then try to catch up and hear what you just, the next thing you said. I can anticipate it and in that way pray it more fully and more effectively. And and again, going back to how we began, the purpose of this is to worship God. That allows me to enter into worship more, more fully. Right. And that, um, because because in that sense, you know what's going to happen. It's kind of like the idea of like a competency or think of like a pregame ritual. Right. You know, how um, I was watching the uh, SDSU football team earlier this year. They had a, a night practice uh, uh, before they had their first game. And all they did in this practice was a really hot day. All they did was just go out and they just went through what they'll do on a game day. So everyone knows, okay, this is how we warm up. This is how we meet. This is how we talk. This is where, you know, uh, the punter goes to work. And this is where the linemen go to kind of stretch out and do the things they need to do. So everyone kind of has their place so they can be able to perform uh, in the game itself. And even like the sidelines in that way at a football game. It's organized and the offensive group sits over here and the defensive group sits over here so the coaches know where to find them and they know how to find the coaches and yeah, that's a great. I'm glad you brought up you know that because you hear also about muscle memory and the importance of repeating over and whether it's throwing or catching or kicking or whatever whatever the 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 specific activity that is you you hear particularly in sports about about the the value of doing things thousands or tens of thousands of times because it builds up your muscle memory. Your body just knows how to do it, and the same thing is true about our entire being, uh, the, the the whole human person. 
when we do something repeatedly, it becomes natural to us and we are able, yeah, there's always the danger of us sort of zoning out, but it also enables us to enter into that activity more effectively, more, more completely, uh, so to speak. Correctly, because you're not always wondering what's coming next. Exactly. The other thing, too, you know, oftentimes uh, to try to answer the question of why do we do the the same thing time after time, yeah, familiarity can breed contempt, but I say I I love you to my wife and my children um, pretty much the same way every day. Um, And and, and you don't get out of it at some point? Well, I hope not. (laughs) I haven't yet. Uh, but and it's not it's not that I mean any less because I said the same the, the the words are literally the same as they were yesterday or last year or fourteen years ago. Um, it, it, it I know what I'm saying and and I I what I what I have to do is say it with the same intentionality. Uh, that's the important thing. And to me, it's not it's not so much whether the words are the same or not. Um, the fact that they're the same. Uh, what everything we just said, the important thing then is to enter into it with the same intentionality, the same level of, of, uh, desire for lack of a better word. And not just that desire, but also the same effectiveness, right? In the sense that the words, uh, actually signify that reality, uh, uh, that, uh, or, or express the truth that you really do love your wife, your children. Exactly. So what else, Father, about just the sacraments? Um, they're, they're obviously, the, the context that you, you be, we began with, worship. I mean, this is the means by which, by which we, we adore, we thank, we praise, we bless, we, we repent of our sins, all of these things to God. Um, and yeah, theoretically, I suppose he could have done it differently, but this is the way that he has given, uh, given to us to do all of those things. Um, what else do you think is, is important or worth noting about the, the sacramental life of the church? Um, I think uh, uh, another thing that's good to think about is that so we're invited to, to partake in this actual divine uh, life of God. Um, and there's actually a beautiful unity uh, of all the sacraments in that way of that divine life that God invites us to. So what is, okay, so, um, well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, so we talked about, you know, one of the reasons we do the Mass every Sunday, we pray Mass every Sunday, and do it in that same way, doing then, going, return to the idea of Christ's own one sacrifice through uh, the uh, the vehicle, if you will, of, uh, of what Jesus did at the Last Supper, uh, is because it's God's own way of worship, right? Okay. So we're this side going back to the idea of justice we were talking about that we owe something to God and okay. so we owe to Him this act of worship, this act of prayer, and so we use His own and He gives us His own way of prayer, and then when we go from there, we can see and look at how all the other sacraments uh, speak to that with the unity, uh, and uh, and that also speaks to what we're going to be doing in eternity. So both unity and eternity, so I can rhyme. So, <laughs> so, so through the sacraments, we're, the, the sacraments are the means, the, the, the gate, the door, well, even more than that, they're the means by which we enter into that, uh, 
worship of God uh, into 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 the life of the Trinity itself. Maybe that's maybe what I'm trying to get at. So so the way that the the, the Son. Uh, the Father pours Himself out to the Son. The Son returns all of that to the Father, and that is the Spirit. The sacraments are the means by which we enter into that. Would that be another way of saying it? Uh, yeah, yes, they are. Well, we have contact with Christ through faith, and then the sacraments are not just our way, but it's His way for us. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. His way for us. Yep. The way that He has ordained, uh, intended for us to enter into His His triune eternal life. Very much so. And it's not just the Mass, but it's all the sacraments have a unity for that purpose Mm. in that way. So uh, we are uh, worthy participants in the Mass because of our baptism and our confirmation. Okay. Yep. That is by our baptism and our confirmation that we're able and rightly able to receive the sacred mysteries at communion time, that we're able to spiritually partake in the prayers of the Mass most effectively, like you were talking about, Dr. Bergwald, that because the prayers are the same, uh, you have that uh, ability to to, uh, uh, to kind of think and to pray without worrying about what's coming next. And that baptism and confirmation equips you for that prayer. Okay. Um, and then uh, another, uh, with the other sacraments, then the sacrament of holy orders uh, equips the priest to offer that sacrifice, to offer that worship. Okay. If there wasn't uh, the Eucharist, there wouldn't be uh, a need for the priesthood. Right. That's Yeah, that's a great point. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the sacraments of... Uh, um, the sacrament of marriage in that way, it's about building up the church, that there might be more participants, more voices, more hearts giving praise and glory to God in the way that that he sees fit to give to us. Okay. So marriages lead towards, as we know, uh, marriages uh, uh, lead towards uh, um, to new life and to, and to parents bringing their children into life, into baptism, in order to take part in that one great act of praise. Okay. Uh, and then um, the, uh, um, the final sacraments, the sacraments of healing, the sacrament of confession, which allows us spiritually to take part, and the sacrament of healing, which allows us to, uh, uh, to heal, especially if we're physically gone. Um, so the sacrament of confession is probably pretty straightforward that way. Um, but the whole idea, of course, that um, you know we have to be spiritually worthy to receive, that by our sins we can uh, neglect, do away with um, the, uh, the gifts given to us in baptism and confirmation. And so to fully partake again, we need to, to be restored, and confession does that. Uh, and then the sacrament of the anointing for the sick uh, is very much with an eye towards us returning to the Mass. Right. Um, in fact, one of the prayers for the anointing of the sick, especially the prayer for surgery uh, in the ritual, it talks about um, praying that, uh, that the soul might respond to God's healing will and be reunited with uh, the Church at the altar of praise. Mm. So with an eye towards that return. So in all of those, as you were saying, the, the, the unity that that uh, they, they have in common, um, the commonality that that they they are all means by which we are drawn into that eternal back and forth. Well, the the, the sons, uh, eternal and temporal, eternal and in history, 
love of the Father. So we we know obviously Jesus um, in his earthly life, he came and and he died on the cross first for the Father, out of his love for the Father, and then out of out of love for us uh, to save us. So, but it's for and, and we hear that in the Mass that that we join ourselves to Jesus's perfect sacrifice, um, his his self offering first and foremost to the Father uh, is what we join ourselves to in the Mass, and and likewise in all the other sacraments. But that that also mirrors what it's. It, it, that's not just since he um, died on the cross; it's always been that way. Again, this is the eternal life of God, the Trinity, Father pointing himself out the Son, receiving everything he has from the Father, and giving that back to the Father. Um, and, and, and that is, again, the Spirit. And so the sacraments are the means by which we enter into that eternal dynamism that is God. Exactly. And, and, and so that's since we start to think about it in that way of the sacramental life of entering to that eternal dynamism, that's a fancy way to say it, uh, why would you not want to do this every Sunday? Why would you not want to do this every day? Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we enter into our own way in our prayer and so on, but this is, this is as, as you were saying, this is the, the means by which um, we truly, re- you, you referred to the divine life earlier, and we're, we're transformed by it. This is the life of God himself that we receive in the sacraments. In the Eucharist, it is literally God himself who we receive uh, in the sacrament of, of communion, Holy Communion. Um, and so why wouldn't we want to take advantage? Like, oh, I have to go to Mass. Well, why? I mean, if we, if we were, and I include myself, if I were uh, aware um, as, as fully as, as I ought to be of what's happening in the Mass and in every other sacrament, I mean, the, the people, we wouldn't have empty churches, I guess we put it that way, right, Father? Right. Yeah. And so that's something we can always grow in. I mean, for those of us who, who maybe are, have been practicing the faith and, and desiring to grow in the faith uh, for years now, maybe, you know, this is something, obviously, a way in which we can continue to strive and grow and ask God to give us the grace to do, to be more aware of what's happening in the sacraments. Uh, first and foremost, the Mass, but not just the Mass, all the other sacraments as well. And Father, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's easy to see in the Mass how we're participating. But something like um, maybe going to somebody else's baptism or somebody else's confirmation, sometimes we, we it's easy to see ourselves as spectators, but we can really enter in there as well, right? We can, we can, we can enter into that, um, and that's and like uh, you might hear people talk about uh, uh, real or active participation in the mass and and in the other sacraments. That's what we're talking about: is, is, is taking advantage of them, taking the heart. Uh, and uh, kind of stirring them up, kind of the image of, uh, I know priests use the image of chocolate milk, right? Okay. Uh, uh, you have a glass of milk, you put in the chocolate syrup, you don't just drink it, right? Okay. You got to stir it up. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yes. so you stir it up before you drink, otherwise it's just milk with a glob of syrup in the bottom. Amen. For anyone. <laughs> Um, so you have those gifts given in all the sacraments. We have to be stirring them up to use them in that way, to 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 make them to appropriate them for ourselves. Absolutely, more theological language than chocolate milk. There we go. And I think that's a great way you know, drawing to the end of the year, faith approaching the the solemnity of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Um, that idea of, of of a string of our faith with regard to the sacramental sacramental life of the church as well. So, Father, I think uh, I think we'll draw this episode to a close. 
those then. Um, and I forgot to mention at the beginning my email address. Uh, Father and I love feedback, so if you have any questions, ideas for future episodes, comments, send them to me, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.